Warning, this podcast contains explicit sexual language and should only be listened to at work if you're looking for an excuse to connect with your HR representative. Additionally, all mentions of the word women include cis, trans, envy, genderqueer, genderfluid, and those still figuring it out. Yes, you. You are welcome here. Will you open up with me? These pages they can feed your innermost desires. Do you feel inspired? Are you getting what you need? Are you coming curiously? A secret safe with me. And here you can simply be Hi, y'all. This is Jace, she, they, and you found Jace Reads Romance, a community dedicated to empowering women about sex and sexuality through the reading of romance novels. I I have needed this episode since I started Dark December. I have needed to process and purge. And As y'all know, I am not the expert at dark romance, so I had to go out and find someone. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Nat from the Trigger Warning podcast. If you do not listen to Trigger Warning, but you are a dark romance fiend, go find them. They are so much fun. But I will let Nat introduce herself. Hello, everybody. I'm Nat. From Trigger Warning Romance, I am one third of the podcast. We have just (laughs) added a third because we're a hot mess over there. Um, (laughs) But I started the podcast back on my maternity leave with my second baby. I was going absolutely insane. I've always loved dark romance. I've always loved reading. But I was always a little bit, I guess, understandably so, shy about talking about it because I didn't want people to think I was absolutely bonkers <laughs> out of my mind. So I um I was brave, I guess, and like delirious from not sleeping because, because I had a newborn. So I went on a Facebook group that I was I belonged to and I was like, hey, I kind of want to start a podcast talking about dark romance. Does anybody want to start one with me? Because I can't talk to myself. And my lovely co-host Tori bravely was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, here we are. And now we just added Lo as our third co-host because, I mean, why not? Three's company, right? (laughs) Three is never a crowd in the romance world. But our (laughs) podcast is really just to give people who love dark romance a space to not feel so abnormal and Mm -hmm. welcome and just, we like to have a lot of fun out there. We just, we absolutely understand that it is an insane concept for the most part. And of course, you don't want to do any of this stuff in real life unless, you know, consensually you agree with your partner. But, you know, for the most part, we don't want to date serial killers or (laughs) (laughs) mafia bosses. Um, But it just gives a safe space like for you and for anybody who is interested to kind of dabble in their insane dark areas of love and smexy times. Lots, lots of, lots and lots of smexy times. Yes. 
Why not? I mean, we we don't read any clean romance on dark on our podcast. It's no. It we we've started like a thousand and we go up. So <laughs> that's exactly. So you mentioned that you've been a dark romance reader for a really long time, but when did you start reading romance in general? Or did you start with dark romance? Uh no, I did not start with dark romance. <laughs> but I I always liked dark romance. Um, like I guess I I just didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So I actually started, um, I'm from Georgia Republic originally, and I started with one of my mom's like translated Fabio books that I've, I'd like, she gave me at a very young age, like, like at an age that I probably should not have been reading. But as a parent now, I totally understand. She just wanted me like out of her hair. So, <laughs> and she probably was like, she's not going to understand any of this. So she gave, I don't even remember the name of it. I just remember like Fabio was definitely on the cover. Yeah. It's one of those like bodice rippers. And mm-hmm. I think I got about three chapters in and completely like couldn't comprehend anything that was happening. <laughs> so, uh, that was my very first romance, but it was not, again, I definitely uh, DNF'd it because I think it was like above my reading level. But then I started yeah. with like the normal stuff. Like most people start out with like uh, Twilight, you know, and like the the kind of books that it like... <laughs> edges on romance and then you get yeah. really frustrated because there's no sex so uh-huh. then I went looking for Twilight with sex and then I stumbled upon um Christine Fihan she was oh probably my, gosh, my yes. first yes and she I love her books I still go back and read them nostalgically which ones um, are your favorite because she's got a few dark, different series the dark series which the one dark, is the dark her, series the, for you the Carpathians Oh, I have not read that one. So that's where I really started like my dark, I guess, uh, journey because her books are, I mean, they're non-con. There's like some definite dubcon, non-con in there, which is like a dabble into what we now call mm-hmm. <laughs> full-on <laughs> dark romance. Um, hers is just, I don't know if you remember, like I don't, you haven't read that series, but you've read Kristen Fihan. And like the yes. earlier books specifically are very, very soft core almost like they don't say penis. They don't say cock. They don't they just say like member and like her velvet channel. <laughs> I think I started with the shadow series, like shadow game. <gasps> That's and yeah. those. Those are her this- like later books. Yeah, I didn't start way back in the day. I started with Shadow Game. A friend of mine who loves the super soldier thing was like, you've got to read this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got probably five or six books into that series. And at the time, really, really had to uh, own that I was a vampire girly. And so I put that aside for... For the vampires instead. <laughs> so you probably would like the Dark Carpathians because they are like vampire adjacent. I I have a note already. Well, like I said, the first book is called Dark Prince. And I didn't start with that one. I started with Dark Fire because I didn't know that there was an order. And I just saw like a really beautiful redhead on the cover of a book. And I was like, I want to read that. Plus yes. Dark Fire. Like who wouldn't want to read that? So... I feel like you could kind of read them interchangeably, but then I figured out that there's like an order and I went back. But they're they're very a dubious consent, more than non-consensual. There's very it's very like forced seduction and and that's like a 
a foray. Uh, the beginning. In yes. the beginning. And then I was like, I want to read more of this. <laughs> and then I went looking for it and eventually, you know, found myself in the middle of insanity with a podcast. I, <laughs> with a podcast. Because, mm-hmm. of course. Did you have any hesitations of when you first came across the kind of signatures of dark romance, the dub con, the non con. Um, and if you have not listened to our definitions book edition part two, dub con, non con means dubious consent or non consent mm-hmm. in romance novels. So, yeah, plug for uh, a previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun definitions. Why not? Spicy definitions, even better. Oh, it's. Uh. Oh, it's- <laughs> There are so many definitions, so many definitions. Yeah, we had to come up with a a whole spreadsheet for our listeners because like yours and they're like half the half of them were like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, what what is (laughs) 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 H.E.A.? And then like some of the other ones like we're I don't even know. They literally are like knife play. They're like, do you mean like what kind like what does that mean? And I'm like, well, usually (gasps) when. Usually. Also, like here, go oh. to Pink Kink Pod. They do a great job with their definitions. Yes. Yes. Just go go listen They're to Rara. Rara is the best. Oh. Um, I'm gonna try and stay on, on content. Did I ever feel shame or like I didn't? Yeah, of course. I did that's or hesitation. why I, hesitation. No, I I dove right in. I was like, this is <laughs> put it in my veins. I need this immediately. Um, but I didn't want to tell anybody because I felt like there was something like wrong with me for wanting to read that because mm-hmm. of course, like you grow up and like everybody knows like you're not supposed to <laughs> rape is bad. <laughs> Don't rape. Yeah. And then, like ultimately that's pretty much what these are like non-consensual sex in books is rape. But the way I put it in and I make it kind of better for my people to accept any non-consensual uh, book topics and, and things that happen like non-consensual sex in books is actually consensual not consent because mm-hmm. as a reader you can always stop and close the book like no one's forcing you to finish it's kind of in my opinion falls into the consensual non-consent so you can kind of like mm-hmm. safely read it and see if you like it and if you're not feeling it or if you don't feel that specific scene you can always skip ahead or close it or just not go back to it yeah but I didn't feel like telling a lot of people about it but hesitation no I was like I need more (laughs) I need more I need more so (laughs) so we've talked a lot about and I'm gonna I'm gonna like circle back to that CNC consensual non-consent in a bit Mm -hmm. in a bit but first I want to for our listeners And this is because everyone has a different definition of Mm -hmm. what they consider dark romance. And even authors will say something is dark and you might go, nope. Or they might label something morally gray and you go, ooh, I'm pretty sure that's dark. Mm -hmm. And so for listeners who don't know, my line for dark romance versus morally gray, because they have a lot of overlap is does a main character or love interest kidnap the other main (laughs) character or love interest? In general, that's the line. If they don't, morally gray. If they do, dark romance. 
So I'm curious, as someone who's read a lot more and has a real affinity for the darkness, mm-hmm. what is what for you defines something as dark romance? I love that you said that because it's for me, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has their own, like you said, what I consider a dark romance, other people might consider Heather Gray and what <laughs> I consider Heather Gray, though some people might think are extremely dark. So it just depends on you and your kind of situation. But dark romance is pretty much any central love story, because it does have to be a romance. Any mm-hmm. central love story with happily ever after has to be happily ever after. Um, with the darker themes, like in general, it can be has to be um some some sort of like mafia. And, and not like you're like, like, like mafia, mafia, like there has to be murder, there has to be kidnapping, there has to be gunfight, there has to be like dark stuff happening. What I, I think the, the, usually the male main character is the bad one, but it could be where both of them are or just the, he- the heroine is. The heroine being the dark hero, the like just kind of like the, the bad person, quote unquote, <laughs> is very rare. I haven't actually really read any book. I don't think that the female main character is the bad one. No. But um, it could be where, it's like I said, just a darker theme. I don't know if you've read Still Beating. No. But Still Beating, um, I can't remember who that's by. I can, I can look it up. Um, but it is a dark romance that actually neither character are bad. Like, neither are part of any sort of mafia. <laughs> Or anything like that. It's about um, a late a, a, fr- a girl who goes to a bar with her sister's fiance to like celebrate something, and her sister leaves, and then she leaves, and the fiance helps like it is more or less just trying to get her home safely. He's a nice guy, but what you have to know is that they hate each other. Like it's an enemies to lovers kind of situation, and then they both get kidnapped by this like serial killer guy, and he keeps them in the basement. And like tortures them and makes them do stuff to each other, spicy stuff. And they kind of break out of it. And, and it's a story about how how they escape and then mm-hmm. kind of the aftermath of that, because she had sex with her sister's fiance. <laughs> and again, it, and she liked it and he liked it, but it was forced upon them. So that's mm-hmm. a dark romance. But again, that like, is a very dark romance. Yes. But the the hero and the heroine. Nobody's in the mafia. Nobody's killing anybody. <laughs> That's so, I don't know if I've ever read a romance where the darkness wasn't from the couple mm-hmm. or the, the love interests. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. Yes. Uh, it's a great book. I really enjoyed it. But again, it's like one of the only ones like that I hadn't, I don't think I've ever come across a, uh, another one like that. Yeah. since I've read Still Beating. But that's one, like I said, it's a, it's a dark romance, but it's not traditional. You're tr- again, for, for me, there has to be murder. There has to be some <laughs> sort of non-consensual situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is mafia. I'm reading a lot of mafia these days. <laughs> it's just a, like a fun genre. Um <laughs> Sefi, do you want to do you want to share? Do you want to share anything with the class? Oh, are, are you? Um, let I'm, me get. I'm do you riding, like it or do you? Hate I'm, I'm riding <gasps> one. <laughs> Send it my way, bestie. 
done. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But again, like Tori's definition is a little bit like we're, we both read some crazy stuff. So, and in our line is different. Like anything with children, I, I can't do like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I can't read it. Uh-uh. Um, so anything with like animals, I, I can't do. I'm not, I'm not going for it. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, uh, you, I even have a hard time reading books where they're like, I just, um, I wrote, I read For the Love of Layla recently for the podcast and the heroine had a dog and I was just so nervous the whole time because it's like, is something going to happen to this dog? It's like Chekhov's dog. Like it's there <laughs> for a reason. Like what's going to happen to this dog? Um, did something, the dog's okay. Did, the dog's okay. <laughs> gotcha. But um, isn't it horrible that like, I don't care about people getting murdered, but like. A, a it's pretend the, fake dog i'm like oh my goodness like, isn't that the whole john wick situation like it's not a yeah. human it's a dog that gets murdered so like yeah i get it i get that and i think it's really important i'm glad that we're having this conversation because it's so important for us all to acknowledge what our own lines are mm-hmm. and that people we're going to interact with on the internet or in real life or authors are going to label things differently than we would label them. So this is your, your public service announcement. Mm -hmm. Please read trigger warnings and content warnings. If there are reviewers you trust, like listen to trigger warning romance or People follow them on TikTok and Instagram so that you know what's happening because the last thing anyone wants is for you to unintentionally cross a really hard limit for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're like me, you use them as shopping lists. You're like, (laughs) ooh, trigger warnings. All right, let's see what's in this one. (laughs) I'm in the mood for... Exactly. Exactly. And that's the and that's exactly like someone might use a trigger warning list as like, I don't want it. And someone might use a trigger warning list as I do want it. I'm looking for something with X, Y, and Z. And in a totally different vein, but I think this applies to it. I was talking to someone about what they view as kinky. Like, what's the line that Ah. they draw as kink? And I said, um, like what's something that you I'm like it's it, it's anything where there has to be real conversation so for me anal not kink and the person I was talking with went oh, I think that's completely kink and I I was floored I was not expecting that but also it meant that I had a different conversation with them and I was able to engage in this conversation in a different way because I realized our lines were so different. Mm-hmm. I mean, to your point, you need to have a con. Like, you can't just surprise anal. Like, you gotta have a conversation. True, so- but you're not. You're not negotiating. <laughs> I don't think you need to negotiate about. I I don't think there's. I don't <laughs> think there's necessarily negotiation with anal the way that there is with, you know, impact play, mm. in 
in my opinion. Like anytime you're going to engage in like real impact play, there needs to be some negotiation. If you are a regular practitioner of anal sex, you should always use lube, but you might not need to negotiate for the training purposes of it. Yes. Speaking of lube, that is my favorite, like, I call myself the lube police. Uh, yes. Tori and I call ourselves the lube police. I'm so proud of myself. Um, Zoe Blake is one of my favorite <gasps> authors. Mm-hmm. And um, she notoriously used, like, anything but lube for lube for anal. It was always soap or, like, liquid soap or, like, whipped cream or, like... Those aren't lubes. She was just very creative. And, again, I... <laughs> I love Zoe and she knows this. I've said this to her face um, because I now sensitivity read and I also uh, translate all her Russian scenes because she has a lot of Russian mafia. (laughs) Shout out out to, so um, me and my, actually use my cousin, side note, because I came to this country when I was 10 years old. So I don't know a lot of the sexy words. So I have to call my husband and be like, how do you say (laughs) I will shove my cock so deep down your throat that you will pass out? So shout out to cousin. Uh, Thank you so much for your uh, smutty Russian (laughs) translations. But anyway, so I recently read the the latest Zoe Blake uh, Russian mafia book for her. And Mm -hmm. she put lube in there and like specifically put lube. Like he went shopping for lube and I screamed out for joy. I was like, Zoe put lube in a book. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I sorry, this is completely not dark romance talk. But. No, but it, it like honestly, I think it is, and this is because I I think that line of what is kink and what is dark, um, anal is one of those things that is used in a way that is very dark and painful mm-hmm. and mean, and yeah. like don't don't number one, anal can be great. People like it. Don't shame them. And two. Anyone who's interested in anal, if they're reading dark romance, is going to go, well, what do I use? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And the answer is lube. There yes. was, I was looking back on my notes for the ritual. I just posted a, a blog post. I just, it was on the blog today. And there's this scene where they have anal sex and he just mentions his spit everywhere. Yeah. Like, or you could use lube. Like, yes. Or you could use the thing that's literally designed to, to do that. My Thank favorite, you. and I can't remember which book this was. It might have been a Zoe book, but he used like her virginal blood. Like he like had <gasps> sex with her. And then, you know, because she was like a virgin, he like used the blood as lube, um, which was, you know, that's that's the epitome of dark romance right there. That is messed up, man. Oh, like, I don't, I'm also like just thinking you've just had your vagina uh penetrated for the first time Mm -hmm. which is an orifice that is intended to be penetrated by a penis for better or for worse and then you have anal sex with i'm guessing no no warm-up or little to no warm-up no and they're always massive right like all these they're like massive huge massive penis they're like coke cans on steroids (laughs) (laughs) oh the the moments like I don't your listeners you can't see this but I'm holding up my hand the descriptions of my fingers don't touch or there's an yes. inch of space between and I just think to myself that's terrifying if that came out at me I would I would say no I agree 
Um, and I, I'm a pretty small person and I have small hands. So anytime that happens, I just like pick up anything around me and I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I'm not a you. small person. Like I'm not a small person at all. I like, I am tall. I am large. You, my presence is known. And anytime that happens, I just think to myself, like, that's, that's unhelpful. Or do you have Deadpool regrowing his hands? hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only way I can make sense of it. Yeah. I, my husband makes fun of me all the time for it. Cause I, I love like just making him like squeamish. <laughs> so I'm like sitting next to him and I'm like yeah. reading the scene. Yeah. And he's like, that is, that is ridiculous. And also, why are they always six foot nine? He's like, are there no short kings in romance? And I'm like, no, no, no. there aren't. You have to be six foot or you're not a hero. Like six foot is the minimum. It's, and I know that's typical, but I would like to see someone who isn't that only because I'm personally sick of reading about five foot two women who weigh 105 pounds. I agree. And I, I love, re but it's, it's not about the heroine. Cause I, I actually read a, a very good amount of like diverse where like they're, mm -hmm. they're larger females, but the male is always giant. Like, doesn't matter oh, how, it. how big the female is. The male is always like five times her size. So <laughs> it's, uh, I think there is then one. Cause you get into monsters. Yes, into exactly. Monsters. Exactly. Exactly. Like he's an alien. It doesn't matter. Mm -mm. He's got a nine foot wingspan. Okay. <laughs> so he needs to have a body that's proportionate to that nine foot wings wingspan. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, yes. Thank you. One book. It's not a dark romance. There's one book where the hero is short and they constantly um, tell you about it. And I, I think it's by, it's like a historical. I want to say it's by Lisa Claypass. I don't remember which one it is, but one of her heroes is short and he's constantly reminding you how short he is so that's the only one I can think of that has a All short right. hero well um, but it's not a dark romance so it's very consensual and, and lovely so <laughs> not Which is why speed. you don't remember the title <laughs> exactly <laughs> not important to not me <laughs> not important to you at all you um, didn't make her do anything she didn't want <laughs> you asked her for consent eight times which is actually something that i don't find in a lot of historical fiction um there's a, in a lot of historical fiction there's that bridgerton kind of situation of mm -hmm. i'm gonna do stuff to you that's fairly okay I'm gonna say fairly vanilla and tame and expected but you've never learned anything about sex so I can't really ask for your consent yeah like I just read from uh where is it from blood and ash and they're sharing a bedroll <laughs> and he because of course you have to forced proximity She's cold, so he's going to share the bedroll with her. And he uh, he fingers her to orgasm, this thing that she's never experienced before and had no idea what was happening. Yeah. So, yes, that's tame, but also dubious consent, in my opinion, because you've started touching someone in a way that you didn't ask and they didn't understand and you didn't tell them about. And I just thought to myself, mm, I am... I don't know about this, which 
is I'm 100%. All but you're all for that. I'm all and for that. All for that, which is... In books, guys. In books. In books. In books. <laughs> and we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, all right. So let's talk about what you are for. What draws you to dark romance? Um, well, for me, it's the like excitement of like, what am I going to get this time? It's kind of like the one upping of like, how crazy is this going to get? Um, the other thing is, I, I find that a lot of people who were brought up relatively sheltered, especially in a sexual kind of way. I'm from the Soviet Union. I was not brought up religiously, but I was brought up very like Tori and I talk about because she was brought up in the Bible Belt and I was brought up in a Soviet country. But it was very similar. Like women weren't allowed to talk about sex. You weren't supposed to like sex. If you liked sex, you were a bad girl and you should never like talk about it. Even if your husband wants sex, like you should you should have sex, but you shouldn't enjoy it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was always told that even growing up, like you shouldn't like sex. So the only way to enjoy sex is if you are forced to like sex. Mm-hmm. So I guess in my growing up I got this like weird warped kind of situation where I'm still working it out to be honest with you um of where like I like sex and I want to like sex but I'm not supposed to so like how am I supposed to mm-hmm. and that, I think that that definitely has a lot to do with why I, I like that romance because the dark romances I like the male is usually very like obsessed with the hero the heroine and wants to make her happy in every way and it's like unhinged and totally for her in a very unhealthy way. But again, like he's going to make her like sex. Even if she (laughs) says no, eventually she'll have like 18 orgasms and it's going to be great. The obsession is really nice because (laughs) obsession is really nice. Because you want to feel loved. And like, ultimately that man loves you. Ultimately, this hero will burn down the world for you. It's like that saying, a hero will sacrifice the, you know, his love to save the world but a villain will sacrifice the world to save his love like I want to feel important I want to feel like your number one priority and um and that's how these books make you feel when you read them like the hero is absolutely obsessed and he will burn the world down to do anything for you and he's gonna make you love him no matter what (laughs) so (laughs) that's what kind of brings me to it it's like forced love (laughs) yeah (laughs) acceptance I really appreciate the this vulnerability you you shared of how you were raised about sex and and that is almost sadly universally taught Mm -hmm. in the media not just I grew up in a I grew up oh my gosh personal information about me Mm y'all I grew up in a in a household that was very sex positive and yet the narrative in the media that I consumed as someone living in America even not in the Bible Belt was that women were not supposed to like sex women didn't like sex and if you did you were weird Mm -hmm. women were hard to satisfy for men men were easy to satisfy and even though women were hard to satisfy it's always your fault as the woman for not being satisfied by what your partner did and 
for me and what I what for me what draws me to romance and especially now versus years ago when I started reading them is that the narrative is starting to change about sex and about satisfaction and about relationships where you get stories of women who aren't easy to be satisfied or maybe have been felt felt bad in the past and they get to meet someone new and they get to own their own sexuality and like sex, enjoy sex and be active participants in it. And you get male partners who don't know anything about sex and learn and grow and discover how to satisfy these partners. And it was through the reading of not necessarily dark, but these conversations that I wanted to be having with partners or didn't know how to have or didn't even know that I could have with a partner. I didn't even know I could say to a partner, um, I really don't like the way that you're eating me out. And yeah. I would like for like didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Until these things happen, until these conversations were were happening in the romance novels I was consuming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're totally right. It's an, a very sad thing, but most women are grown up kind of being taught that sex isn't for them. Like it is something to be done to them, but it's not for mm -hmm. them. How many jokes did like married men make? They're like, oh, like once you like, that's it. Like your wife doesn't like having sex, you know, yeah. like you're going to have to like make, you know, you're going to have to like beg for it all the time. Like that's, the, oh well, birthday. I get it on yeah. birthday and Valentine's Day, or yeah. women are still the phrase "lie back and think of England," which mm -hmm. number one is wrong. It's not yes. accurate, but that's <laughs> still <laughs> it's still part of the culture that you just have to bear with yeah. this thing that you're not supposed to enjoy. No, and to be honest, like when you first start having sex, it's pretty horrible. Right. Like yeah. it's it's always horrible until you kind of figure it out with a partner. And like mm -hmm. it takes time and a lot of being vocal about what you like and you don't like. And that's hard because, like you said, like who's it's rejection almost. Right. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to hurt the other person's feeling and be like, actually, I didn't come at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you fake it and you get on with your life. Right. And um, yeah, that that was another thing. Faking of orgasms culturally became this thing that women did mm -hmm. for for fear or for ego or for, you know, the page. I mean, everything comes down to the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> and I yes. I read a book by Lauren Blake. Oh, God, this isn't even dark. I can't even mention it, but it's Lauren Blakely. It's okay. And I know where this the love interest fakes an orgasm and her MMC goes, um, hi, what just happened there? Cause, uh, I know what an orgasm is and you just fake. He, like, he goes, Oh, how was that? She goes, it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And she goes, great. Then why did you fake this orgasm? And the rest of the, and it progresses and it's very funny, but you know, and she goes, no one's ever noticed before, which is also mm -hmm. terrible like just terrible as a partner yeah. for, for women and for men that a dude wouldn't even know that a partner faked it. Yeah. It's, it's awful. So 
dark romance these yes this obsession and this sex that is forced upon and then enjoyed sounds right. like a great time <laughs> sounds like a great time okay so we you mentioned that you view the dub connor non-con in romance novels as your cnc consensual non-consent mm-hmm. and for for people who do not know what cnc is you could google it go to pink kink podcast yeah, Go they have a whole episode on it. Whole episode on it. I'm just like promoting Robert, but she is an expert, not I. So, CNC consensual non-consent is a form of play in the kink world, and it is set up, and you have limits, and you talk about it with your partner, and within the the scene that you set, you engage in this play mm-hmm. where you can say no, stop, don't. But unless you say your safe word, which could be pineapple. Yeah. The play. Why is it happens. always pineapple? It's always pineapple. Because it's a fun word. <laughs> it's a fun word. Yes. Or if you're a butcher and black word, it's chainsaws. <gasps> I just started reading that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I. Oh, it's so. Okay. It's, funny. it's their relationship isn't dark, but it's like super. It's definitely dark. Oh, it's a dark romance for sure. It's a dark That's, romance for, yeah. it's interesting because like I view it as morally gray because their relationship isn't dark. And that's where I draw the line. If the relationship is dark or not. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But there's just like so much violence and gore that. Okay. Y'all, this is the episode where you learn so much about Jace. <laughs> the first- I love it. I know the first series that stole my heart. And this is a series that I can badmouth it. I can be mad at it. I can have my problems with it, but I will not take criticism on. This this series is family to me, is the Anita Blake series by Laurel K. Hamilton. Love that series. Oh my gosh. It's, hmm. And that series, but if you've read the whole series, there is no sex in the first five books. Yes, I'm well aware. Thank you. It's horror. It's a horror series. Mm -hmm. So there's blood and murder and magic and fighting and all sorts of gore. But there's a lot of sexual tension. Oh, it's so good. So much sexual tension. It's so, (laughs) it's so good, y'all. Oh, I need a moment. So because my first real deep love of romance involves violent worlds but not violent relationships that's Mm -hmm. I think where I draw the line okay so butcher and blackbird not dark for me absolutely lovely perfectly fine love it (laughs) but you were saying consensual non-consent something and then we went into a whole tangent so I just want you okay consensual non-consent so Consensual non-consent. This is your fantasy. This is how you engage with it. Does any of what you read in dark romance have an effect in your real sex life? No, not at all. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it, the, the only thing is it makes me like really horny and then I go find my husband. Like he's excited yeah. about that. Um. I'm a what Rara would like to call vanilla with sprinkles. So I'm like, I'm pretty vanilla. I don't really do too much exciting stuff outside of that. Um, one of the main reasons is because I have two small children. 
And as I told Rara, <laughs> I do not have the time, the energy, or the space to set up all your equipment, Rara. Okay. <laughs> she has a basement. She has I, an entire basement. Yeah, she's got a whole dungeon. And like my basement is full of storage. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I've never, like, it's never something that I really like wanted you know, in my regular sex life. Um, I'm very happy with my regular sex life with my husband. I think he's pretty, he's not, hasn't complained, but uh, <laughs> just happy to be invited and involved. Um, but I feel like I get a lot of that like out in my, my reading. And mm-hmm. then I'm just happy like doing the regular stuff with a little spanky spanky, you know, like I don't, I don't need all the extras. Also, mm-hmm. I feel like I would punch him in the face if he actually ever tried to do like half the things that these heroes do on paper. Right. Like that's where you negotiate. But yeah, but like (laughs) kidnap me (laughs) off the street, I would punch him in the face or I'm a big scaredy cat. Okay. Like in real life, I would pass out and then I would would not find it sexy. Um, So no, most of, most of the time it doesn't. Uh, unless I'm just like making him really uncomfortable by sitting next to him and like reading this extremely dirty like alien smut or like tentacle situation and he looks at me like I'm absolutely (laughs) insane (laughs) and y'all if you are someone who felt like quest felt like you were questioning your regular vanilla sex or vanilla with sprinkle sex because you like reading dark romance mm-hmm. here is an example of you can like both you can yeah. like reading about dark you can like reading about kink you can like reading about lots of things and not want them in in real life not have the desire to touch upon them yes I I would equivalent to like people who really love to like watch horror movies. Do they then oh. go and like want to go murder people? Like usually, but usually not. But that's like a huge part of life. Like I have a best friend who's obsessed with like anything like serial killer and like how many mm-hmm. uh, lots of people are like into serial killer documentaries and horror movies and like the kind of like the grosser and like the gorier the better for them. Dark romance is like my version of that. Yeah. But, you know, in my regular life, I'm just like a normal, happy mom, you know, mm-hmm. like a little, you know, a little spanky action every now and then. But that's like the, the most like crazy we get. Like, it's really not that insane. Um, so, yeah, you can you can read whatever you want to read. It doesn't. The other thing I like to talk about on my podcast is that that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. A lot mm-hmm. of authors like to defend dark romance by saying that it helps rape victims and it does it it absolutely there is that section of it like where a lot of people like to read dark romance and especially like non-consensual romance Mm -hmm. because they've had their own sexual kind of like abuse situation and they want to work through it through reading dark romance and is completely valid but I don't want people to think that that's the only kind of people that are allowed to read dark romance. We are going to pause the episode here. Stay tuned and come back next week for the conclusion of my conversation with Nat from Trigger Warning Romance. That's it for today, y'all. 
This has been a Three Paws Productions podcast. Our producer is Sefi. Michael Achenbach is our patient editor. Our theme song is written and performed by Diana Weishauer. You can find show notes and so much more at jacereadsromance.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E Reads Romance. Follow along on TikTok and Instagram at Jace Reads Romance. If you'd like to ask a question or share a story for the podcast, call and leave a message at 661-JACE-RR. That's 661-529-2377. Or send an email to jace at jacereadsromance.com. Finally, like and subscribe so you can get every episode when they drop. You can also leave us a review to help others find us. And remember, this is Jace holding space for you.